Hello, everyone, and welcome to the CircuitPython Weekly for February 11th, 2019. Uh, this is the time of the week when we get together to talk about what we've been doing, uh, what we're going to be doing, um, to give people some shout outs for doing amazing things, um, and just to generally sync up with uh, between the um, people who work on CircuitPython and the community members. Uh, we are now a podcast on Spotify. So if you are uh, listening later, you have the option to uh, pick that up and uh, give that a listen. Um, it's adafru.it slash Spotify, and that's where you can find that. So uh, that'll give you the option to... Um, to check it out at a later date. This is recorded, obviously, uh, if we are a podcast. Um, so it's the the chat is recorded for YouTube. Um, we do take notes, and there will be timestamps, so you can take a look at the notes and skip around if there's stuff that's more interesting to you, and um, give it a listen. So uh, I'm Katni. Um, I'm sponsored by Adafruit to work on CircuitPython, along with a couple other people in the chat. Uh, but we uh, at this time of the week are interested in what everybody's up to. This meeting is in four parts. Uh, at the beginning, we will talk about the state of CircuitPython, which is uh, just covering um, the general state of the core and the libraries to give you an idea where things are at. Uh, after that, we go to hug reports, which we do as a round robin. Um, I will start as an example, and then we will go alphabetically down the list through the chat and loop back around. Hug reports are an opportunity for you to call someone out for doing something great. Um, we uh, put a lot of effort into making sure that we um, highlight good things, and this is uh, an excellent way and time for us to do that. Um, we uh, then go to status updates which is sort of a um, software development thing where everybody gets a chance to talk about uh, what they have been doing over the last week, what they will be doing um, over the course of the next week. Um, and it's anything you're up to. Uh, tell us about projects you're working on. Tell us about code you're writing, um, problems you're having, anything like that. And it's also an opportunity for other people to speak up and give you tips and tricks. If there's something that you're running into, someone else may have an answer. Um, and that's the opportunity uh, to find that out. And then lastly, we have uh, what we've lovingly call in the weeds, which is where we get into more long form discussions about things. Um, and we, we put that to the end so that if uh, those listening later are, are not interested in that and just wanted the um, initial stuff, uh, it's super easy to stop listening at that point. Um, so if you do have any topics for in the weeds, please type them into the chat at any point in time. And we'll get them added to the notes doc, and then uh, we will talk about them. Um, so you can do that anytime, uh, including while we are talking about in the weeds. Um, so with that, uh, I will take a time code, and we will get started. So uh, the state of Circuit Python in the libraries overall, we had 23 pull requests merged by 13 authors which is amazing. There are a lot of names in here that I have not seen before. Um, CP Forbes, Kavik, uh, Debro L, uh, B Baraban, 
I believe are the names that I haven't seen before. Um, that's fantastic. That's great. Like new contributors, new contributors are a huge part of what we do um, and are super important. So it's it's why we like to call them out um, when we when we see that 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 is going on. Um, we had five reviewers. Uh, so thank you to all the reviewers as well. Without the reviews, obviously code would not get uh, merged and we would not be able to continue the process. So thank you so much for that. And we had 18 issues closed by six people and 10 opened by eight people. So overall we are net down a little bit, which is excellent. Um, and that is most likely uh, because we are currently in the phase of going through um, 4.0 beta and moving towards 4.0 can release candidate stage and that involves going through a lot of issues and squashing bugs um, and closing said issues uh, so i'm not entirely surprised that we are down because that's uh, something we're actually putting a lot of effort into right now the overall the goal right now is to move towards release candidate um, and we are aiming to do that very soon so uh, you'll see a lot of issues being closed, potentially issues being opened and then closed if we find more bugs. Um, and hopefully you'll be able to get uh, a release candidate for testing uh, within the next week or so. Um, and then once that's released, please test it. That is the whole point of the release candidate is to make sure that we have squashed all those bugs uh, and are ready to uh, go into stable. Um, and once the release candidate has been out for a bit, that's when we can go into stable. So with that, I will turn it over to Scott, uh, who will talk about the core. Awesome. Thank you, Katni. Uh, so stats for the core, uh, we had six pull requests merged from five different authors. Um, from Debro and CP Forbes are new to that list. Uh, Maholi added a new board type, which is awesome. And uh, CP Forbes did a number of uh, fixes, which are awesome. We had one reviewer, myself. Um, so we could always use more reviewers on even core code. Uh, we have six open pull requests, which I think is actually a, a minimum for us uh, recently, which is good. Um, it would be good to get through some of those other ones as well. Um, Issues-wise, we had eight closed by two people and seven open by five people, so we're about net equal. Um, although the number of open and closed is a little bit higher than it normally is. That puts us at 148 open issues, uh, which you can check the notes doc for the link to all the issues. Uh, Downloads-wise, our latest unstable is 4.0 beta 2, and we've had 187 total downloads. Uh, you can check the notes for a breakdown by board and by language. Um, so check that if you're interested. Uh, we also have stats for our, our latest stable release, which is 3.1.2. And we have had a total of 4,723 total downloads for that. So uh, it's important to note that the stable release also gets always gets a lot more downloads. So uh, we have to be, be pretty careful with that. Um, or didn't realize that. So, uh, yeah, I think that's where we are. I'll hand it back to you, Katni. Thanks very much, Scott. Mm -hmm. All right. So now we're going to talk about the libraries. Uh, we had 17 pull requests merged, which is great. Um, and uh, three new people, the uh, CP Forbes, Kavik, and B. Baraban, um, all new uh, people and I want to um, we have five reviewers 
uh, and I want to call it maker Melissa, um, who's been doing a ton of reviews, uh, which has been great because things have been going a lot faster. Um, and running through uh, pull requests and making sure those get attention is, is super important. Um, so thank you very much for that. Uh, we currently have 15 open pull requests, which is pretty high, but um, it it's great because we've got a lot of new stuff coming in and we've got um, a lot of new features being added to current things. Uh, so that's been that's been excellent. I've been loving to watch that uh, fly by um, as everybody's been uh, going through it and testing it and so on. We had 10 issues closed by five people and three opened by three people. So overall, we're net down, leaving us with 67 open issues. Um, a link to each one of those issues is in the notes doc. So if you're interested in taking a look at any of those, uh, issues are a great place to find something that you can work on um, if you want to get started contributing. Uh, the notes doc also has some uh, general statistics and information about the um, status of the libraries in terms of uh, whether they're set up right, whether they're following our design guidelines, that sort of thing, um, which is also a great place to look if you're interested in getting started contributing because some of those are simple as fixing something in a text document um, or something to that effect. Uh, and if you are unsure about how to get started with Git or GitHub, there is a guide and also we are always available to help. Um, we would love to see you contribute. And so if that's the thing that's stopping you, don't let it stop you and come and find us and we can definitely help you with that. Um, there is a library tracking issue on the CircuitPython issues uh, list that covers everything um, that is going on with the library. So that would be the best place to get started, uh, take a look and see where things are at. And that is the current status of the libraries. So moving on to hug reports. Hug reports are a chance to call someone out for doing something great. Um, if you uh, are hanging around during the week and somebody does something that you think is cool, uh, this is a time to call them out. We um, there's just there's not enough of recognizing people for good things they've done, and we aim to change that. And hug reports is one of the ways that we do that. So I will start, and we will go in a round robin um, through the list. Uh, if you don't have audio, feel free to type it into the chat, and I will read it off. Uh, and there are also um, if there are any in the notes that, or anybody, any notes rather, that for people who aren't here, I will also read those off in order. So I will get started after I take a time code. All right, so um, I want to call it Maker Melissa for all the work on the Featherwing Library. This was a library that S Scott and I started a long time ago um, with the intention of turning it into a thing, and we never had the time. And uh, Melissa has taken that on, and I'm loving how it's starting to flesh out. Um, it's just designed to make using uh, Featherwing super easy, and uh, there's just all sorts of features being added to that, and that is great. Uh, I want to thank Noe and Pedro for help with Illustrator. Um, I had a weird thing that I couldn't figure out, and uh, it took help with that, and Noe and Pedro were able to figure it out for me. Um, I want to thank Phil B for help with Eagle defritzing issues. There's a weird bug where newer parts, it just fails to do its thing. Um, it's 
beyond my understanding and Philby has a great grasp on it and was able to figure out commenting out a single line in a very complicated file uh, fixes the whole thing. So thank you for that. Um, I want to thank Kevin for help with Bitwise operations. I'm writing my first driver and uh, definitely needed help understanding how to deal with bits and that was um, super helpful. I want to thank Lamore for getting helping me get started with my uh, first driver and debugging I2C. Um, we've actually added debug stuff to the I2C device in, in bus device. So now you can enable debug and get I2C data, which is handy. And thank you to Scott for taking time to help me get my driver started, for helping me with reading Salia output, for teaching me how to use register, and for helping me update the register library. Um, so thank you very much for that. And with that, um, I will hand it over to Melissa. Hi, uh, I wanted to give a hug report to Carter for going back and forth with me over a couple of the library issues and all the other, another one to all the other CircuitPython librarians for having to deal with all the notifications from that. Yeah, we love to see it. Thanks so much for doing all of that. Uh, you're welcome. All right. Next up, I am going to read Sedacious's notes um, from the notes doc. And uh, that is thanks to Tan Newt, Lady Ada, and uh, Phil, Adafruit, for encouraging me to take on the JPEG code. All right. Next up is Scott. Hello. Um, I have three and a half today. So uh, first two, Fnord and Carter, thank you both for helping others on the support forums. Um, it's been awesome. I, I love getting those emails and then going and they've already been responded to. So thank you for that. Uh, thanks to Sedacious for the JPEG work and also for your first guide. Uh, congrats on that. And then lastly, as kind of has been the theme already uh, again maker melissa thank you for rocking out all of the library reviews it's very 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 helpful so uh thank you everybody um, that's it all right thanks um i'm gonna jump back real quick to uh sdwnj who uh jumped in uh with a late hug report and that's a generic group hug to the cp community which is fantastic All right, uh, that gets us to TG Techie. Who has dropped? Okay, we will come back to them if, um, oh, they're back. Hmm? Uh, do you have hug reports? Uh, yes, I do. Sorry, audio weirdness. Gotcha. Um, no problem. Hug report to Tenute for the display work. I'm very excited to get started with it. Um, hug note to Phil T and Lady Ada from Adafruit for um, things I don't know if I'm allowed to say yet. Probably, but I'll check with them before saying. And um, uh, group hug to the community. Thanks. Thank right. you. Next up is Brent. Hello. Um, I'll report to Jerry 
for uh, fixing the packet length bug in CircuitPython TinyLaura. Um, the library was untested with sending packets larger than seven bytes. Most of what I was doing with it was sending temperature and humidity data, which is like four bytes if you're doing floats. Um, and now it can send lots of bytes, and I released a new version this morning, so thanks for the quick fix on that. Excellent. All right, thanks, Brent. Uh, next up is Carter. Hi, yeah. Uh, hug to Maker Melissa for merging a PR I put in, and mainly for dealing with the ongoing conversation for that Featherwing PR. That looks like something where you know, getting used to how much you need to respect pilot versus doing what you know is right. <laughs> and now we've gotten that sorted out. Now we're kind of on track to actually getting that into something cool and useful. And then another quick one to Scott for merging another PR I put in this week. And just a general group hug, as always. And that's it. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, C. Grover, are you back this week? I'm back this week. Um... Welcome back. Thanks. You know, and being away for a while, I got to notice the progress of the CircuitPython team and the community on the beta and the libraries. It's just fantastic to see that. Um, and I wanted to throw out a group hug to the to those folks and also one to uh, Scott Tanut for the promising terminal monitor work. Future projects are going to glow with radiant purple text, I think. Um, and I really appreciate the support for the VT100 cursor control codes. That's a that's a big um, plus for many of my future projects. All right. Thanks very much. Uh, next up is Charles. Well, this this week is just a plain old uh, group hug to everybody because. Well, I guess I could give a, a, a hug to uh, to Tanu to, for that for, uh, for the uh, for the uh, the uh, USB MIDI. For, I finally tried it out, and it seems to work. On the, I used the four O beta on the um, Neo Trellis, mm -hmm. and it seemed to work. Right. I hope I did the right thing. I hope I used the right libraries. I use the because um, somebody a while quite a while back commented that there weren't that many changes. I mean, from the standpoint of the existing libraries mm -hmm. before uh, all the new stuff. Um, I'll talk about it in the uh, uh, updates. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Excellent. Uh, next up is Dan. Hi, so I was on vacation last week, came back uh, on Friday, and so I don't have a lot to say, but um, AT Makers Bill, Bill Binko, we saw him, we were on vacation near where he lives, and he showed us a great time, which had nothing, we didn't talk technical hardly at all, which was nice, um, and the details are in the notes about a boat ride and dinner and stuff like that, and then also, Everybody knows that when you go on vacation and you see your relatives, you get to do tech support. <laughs> right. So I'd like to thank Apple because um, I, uh, they was able to, I had to upgrade a, a MacBook from an old one to a new one and it transferred all the data without pain. And then the old MacBook promptly died. Oh. So 
good timing. <laughs> in the nick of time, we got to transfer it in the nick of time. But the software, it's much easier than it used to be and much less manual. That was nice. Okay, that's it. All right, thanks, Dan. Uh, Dave is lurking, and next up is Jerry. Um, yeah, so shout out to Lady Ada for the uh, ESP32 SPI uh, library. It's uh, working really well and uh, nice nice to play with. Um, and Carter, uh, just a shout out. You, uh, you did some great support stuff uh, on the on the on Discord in particular, but just in general. Thanks. All right, thanks, Jerry. And with that, that is Hug Reports. So next up. Uh, status updates. Uh, status updates is a chance for everyone to talk about what they have done since the last meeting and discuss what they're going to be doing between now and the next meeting. Um, this can be anything from um, you were working on a project or maybe you're new to CircuitPython and this is your first time in this meeting. Um, all the way up to you're working on the core code and this is what you've done. Um, we are excited to hear about what everyone's doing regardless of level. So never feel like you can't uh, give a status update. Um, so I will start, uh, we'll do this as a round robin again, just like we did with hug reports. Um, and just take a couple minutes, talk about what you've been doing, what you're going to do. And if you feel like there's something that you need to uh, discuss longer, we can move that to in the weeds. Um, so I will get started after I take a time code. All right, um, so last week, uh, I created a fritzing object, a couple fritzing objects, um, which is handy for guides um, and that sort of thing. Uh, I started an update to an, the e-ink guide because we have two new e-inks out, um, one of which I created the fritzing object for, um, and we need to update that guide to show the new products. Uh, I helped finalize the ADT7410 guide. Um, that's a new one that's coming out. I ported MotorKit examples from the original Python motor library. Um, we are moving away from supporting the older Python libraries um, because now with the Blinker wrapper, CircuitPython library is run on Raspberry Pi. So we wanted to make sure that we had all the examples from the original um, and uh, moved those over to MotorKit. So we now have all the examples moved over and we can start deprecating that library. Um, my, uh, the board, the, so last week I talked about, I routed my first, uh, circuit board and, uh, this week they, last week rather they came in. So, um, I got, uh, I got those and within a few hours had a basic driver working, which is also the first time I've ever written a driver. Um. And I wrote that from scratch uh, because we are using, uh, we wanted to try using register and there aren't that many examples um, to work with. Uh, so that was, that was basically from the ground up. Um, so I can read proximity and ambient light data now, um, which my mind is still kind of blown uh, that from start to finish, um, this was all me. So that was really, really cool. Um, we updated reg the register library to work with multi-byte registers because the the chip that I have has uh, two byte registers. And so the entirety of the register library did not 
actually function with it, um, but now it does. Um, I built a breadboard harness for my Salier because I needed to hook that up to get data. And those little grabbers are great, but they're really annoying when you are trying to work around other connections. Um, so that was handy. And I found a bug in register that is related to the update we added. I um, have a fix, but I have no idea if it's correct. So this week, um, I'm going to continue and hopefully finish the driver for the current chip. Um, there's another chip that I helped with the sensor footprint, um, but did not do the board itself. Um, but I have, uh, I have one of those here as well, and I will be writing the driver for that too. I need to verify that the fix I have in register is correct, and if it is, push that fix. I need to finish updating the e-ink guide. Um, there's a getting started with CircuitPython and BLE guide that I started. I need to finish that up this week. Um, I need to find out uh, when Noe and Pedro need a, a piece of code for a project, because uh, that will need to be done as well. Um, I'm going to be bundling and PyPIing the ESP32 SPI library. There is uh, the OLED feathering. Um, PCB files that are online are out of date, so I will be updating those. Uh, and that is probably what will end up taking me all week for sure, um, if not longer. So that is my status update. Uh, next up, Maker Melissa. Hi. Um, okay, so last week I worked on the NeoPixel Featherwing library, and um, I guess that's kind of, I'm waiting on a response from Carter on that. And then I also have the seven segment display Featherwing uh, thing to, just about finished, but I'm kind of waiting on the NeoPixel Featherwing thing to go through. Okay. So the, and I did a bunch of reviews. And I, I fixed a couple issues with the HT16K33 library. And I started writing my first uh, learning guide. Um, and next week I'm going to be doing some more library work and some more work on the learning guide. And I'm also going to be moving, so I'm going to be doing a lot of packing. So my time will be a little more limited. Oh, well, good luck with the move. Uh, thanks. And thank you so much for all the library work you've been doing. Um, it's been super great. I get emails for PRs and I get to them and they're already done. It's fantastic. <laughs> all right. Um, SDWNJ, are you uh, actually lurking or did you want to also give a status update? Yes. Uh, can you hear me okay? I can hear you okay. Okay, good. I was twiddling with my settings, hoping it would work right. Okay, so I, I've not been up to much for a while. Uh, at the beginning of November, I took a job at Micro Center, and I guess I got a little lazy. I haven't been doing too much uh, programming outside of that. Mm -hmm. uh, but I have a project, uh, not CircuitPython related, although there's something that I might be able to bring into it. Uh, I recently bought myself a multimeter, mm -hmm. uh, Tenma. Uh, it's, you know, it's the premier Farnell family. Uh, and it, I didn't buy it for this feature, but it has, uh, it came with a cable for USB and for uh, DB9 serial mm -hmm. that you can hook up to a computer, but it only has Windows software. So I got the idea of trying to come up with something uh, cross-platform, preferably written in Python. Uh, and I did find some software out there that's already been written. I'm not quite sure the state of it. I'm going to start looking into that, mm -hmm. uh, kind of see what 
what, what exists and how well it works with mine and if I need to tweak that for mine. And then hopefully I'd like to have some, basically create something similar, very similar to the Windows version that would, uh, would uh, give all the same functionality. And I did have one idea of what might, where I could possibly bring CircuitPython into that. I was thinking I could possibly make like a mobile data logger that you could hook up without having to have a computer and record. Or possibly one of the, a lot of the features, a lot of what's on the, the, the GUI of the app is kind of just replicating what you already see on the screen of the, uh, of the multimeter. But one of the features it has is giving you like a graph over time. So that's another idea of a circuit Python, a device that could maybe give you that, that graph over time. So it, this is probably going to be a long-term thing that I'm going to work on and have to like stop and learn something new so I can go further. But yeah, yeah that's, that's what I'm planning on. Very cool. And congratulations on the job. Thank you. All right. Uh, next is Sedacious's uh, re uh, report in the notes. Um, last week, uh, guide published. Woo! JPEG work and exploration. And this week, working on JPEG decoding and board assembly if it arrives. All right. Next up is Summersoft. Summersoft is in the notes. So I will start reading uh, reading those. Last week, CircuitPython build tools added the font 5x8.bin to the library bundles for Adafruit Framebuff. Adabot just remained confused at how temperamental Travis is being. Crons have now passed, but it doesn't appear to be related to any changes to Adabot. Shrug. Frequency in added user configurable capture period attribute has one millisecond to 500 milliseconds range for now. We'll decide on the minimum and maximum after more testing. Removed EIC latency adjustment and simplified the math. Hoping this allows me to approach adjustment from a fresh perspective, getting about 10% fluctuation in readings from a min-max perspective. This is mostly variation in the capture period, not EIC latency, since the period can be up to 900 microseconds beyond the set capture period. Note, I finally did the math on EIC latency, even with a 48 megahertz clock, uh, GCLK EIC latency per event is in the nanosecond range. This week, frequency in, adding ex event counter overflow handling, increases possible max frequency capability so that uh, 131,070 uh, events are possible, and this will aid longer capture periods. Adabot, work on new line issue for Google Docs transcription. All right, next up is Scott. Hello. Okay, um, I think this is mostly what I did last week. It's actually cribbed right from a commit message, so if you see it later, uh, don't be surprised. But I spent last week doing a variety of display I.O. improvements, um, and I'm just going to kind of list them off. So first, I introduced uh, built-in font and glyph uh, so that that adds the ability for now, now that the express boards have built-in fonts, this will allow you to use them uh, for other stuff as well, which is convenient because it doesn't take any more memory and it's uh, convenient because it's consistent with the terminal as well. 
So uh, that's in there. I removed, oh, I'm removing load row from bitmap in favor of uh, using a subs subscription, which is like the square bracket access. The index can either be an XY tuple, so you could do X comma Y in brackets, or you could just do an overall index, and then it will mod that by the width of the row. Um, I added width and height properties to the bitmap class, uh, which map matches what happened, which somebody else did for on disk bitmap. I think that was sedacious. Uh, I added insert and subscription access to group. So this makes it easier to tweak things that are in the middle of a group. Uh, I also added the index parameter to pop so you can remove anything, any index uh, on our group as well. Um, for the terminal class, it no longer takes the Unicode character stuff itself. It takes a built-in font, uh, basically to do the mapping between character, between code point and glyph. And then uh, two more. I fixed terminal's handling of the bracket number dvt100 command, which is used uh, by MicroPython for up arrowing and doing the history stuff. So it, it's the way that it deletes a, the bulk of the line. Mm -hmm. So I fixed that. And I also added X and Y positions to group. So you can move group as a whole. Um, we had a hack in display text where we would just kind of copy it down into all of the children, which we don't need to do. So um, that is coming. Uh, I need It's a lot of random stuff. So I need to just go in and test it all to make sure that it, do some basic testing, make sure, make sure it all works. And then I also need to make sure that the libraries on top work. Uh, so display text in, and bitmap font in particular. So that's what I'm doing this week. If I get through that, uh, there's a I'm going to be bug hunting for 4.0 because I want to be pretty aggressive and uh, get that done in the next couple weeks before I'm out for a week. So that's what I'm up to. All right. Thanks very much. Mm-hmm. TG Techie, what is your status update? So I have um, two, maybe three pieces. For a long time, I've been working on GUI, and um, it's been 14 days since I started a rewrite, and I think I'm done. Uh, five minutes ago, literally, I just fixed a um, uh, white space breaking of font, uh, which is while we were doing this, which is. Um, and I'm going to upload, if it's okay, to the chat, a video of the GUI working. Yeah, go for it. Is that a, okay. Uh, probably just a link. Um, and this GUI, well, the last one took um, like five files and like a lot of code. This one all happens in main. Um, and you just pass it the button presses or pointer locations and clicks that you want to do. Um, and it runs, I have it running on a 7735i or a touchscreen, uh, which is so surreal to go from nothing to a touchscreen. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, I think I'm going to try to compile and release within the next couple of days. Very cool. Thank you. All right. Next up. I believe is Brent. Hello. Um, last week I did um, 
two CircuitPython-ish guides. Um, I did one where you can make your own temperature network, like your own network. You control everything, which is kind of cool. Um, it's with uh, LoRa and Adafruit.io and Adafruit.io Python running on a Raspberry Pi, which also runs CircuitPython. Um, released an Adafruit.io monthly, which covered a few CircuitPython projects. So I'm starting to see a few more come through, which is really cool. Um, cool to integrate both of them. This week, I'm working on um, an ADT 7410 guide for CircuitPython and Adafruit.io. So connecting the new temperature sensor that we had in the cart last week. I think it's like six dollars um it's a really good replacement for a dht if you want to do temperature sensing um super high accuracy and also doing a new cricket um python guide uh this week with adafruit io integration for the raspberry pi running both the python client and then blinka mm -hmm. and then i'm also talking about circuit python at a uh, firmware meetup uh, in two weeks in new york city and Hopefully, it'll be fun. Very cool. Yeah, I hope that goes well. All right. Next up is Carter. Yes, uh, a couple of things. Found some, carved out some time to break away from the forums and actually get back to doing some CircuitPython stuff, which was fun for a change. Uh, one what went real quick, a lot quicker than I thought, was to add or move the uh, cots I had for the... Um, ADS 1X15, the ADC drivers, mm -hmm. like the mode cons for user space for them to change things like the mode and the rate and stuff like that. I thought that was going to be a lot more work. I, once I started looking into it, I realized there was really only one knob that needed something defined. So it ended up being just like a couple of lines. So that went real fast. And then the other one was to add uh, threshold functionality to the light sensor, the TSL2561, so that you can set like high-low thresholds and have it throw the interrupt pin. When, uh, when it exceeds those. And that one I thought would be have some more discussion, but Scott came along and just merged it right on in. So done and done. And that's it. All right. Thanks for getting that stuff added. OK, next up, C. Grover. Yeah, I stayed in the recording studio for an extra week, so I haven't done a lot of circuit pythoning. Um, but I broke free from that just in time for our um, snowmageddon here. Oh. <laughs> um, lot shoveling and driving gy gymnastics. Um, but I had time to carve out some time during the height of the storm when I was uh, stuck inside to start coding. And, you know, there's a first time for everything. So um, I encountered a few conceptual uh, roadblocks there. They're in my head somewhere, so I'm trying to um, blast those out of the way. But I've been able to make some steady progress on that, and I'm just taking small bites and or small shovelfuls, I guess, um, <laughs> given the storm we have here. Um, you anyway, out, I'm, you I'm enjoying out. that, and I and I'm going to be uh, ready to ask for some help here pretty soon. But I'm stubborn enough; I got to learn this for myself, or it won't stick in there. You cut out. What did you start coding? I started coding an instance method. And turning it into a library, I've got some um, a project coming up that uh, uses some code that I wrote that JP used in one of his projects, and I wanted to turn it into hardware, mm -hmm. but I I also wanted to create a, a library out of it so it's more general purpose and so you can create multiple instances of it. Okay. Um, and 
and that's my next project. I've got some PCB designs around that library um, that I'm going to put together, and um, it's a it's a Euro rack control voltage scaling and noise reducing translator module. It'll all be written in Circuit Python, of course, and mm-hmm. it'll have my new fully functional library in it. Very cool. We hope. All right. Thanks very much. Next up is Charles. Well, I I uh, have been experimenting with the uh, tr- uh, uh, tr- um, neo trellis for purposes of uh, doing a uh, a sort of an auto harp type thing, and I've got it partially working. So uh, I've got the major and minor chords working. Now I've got to work on some other stuff. Nice. I've got to make nice. sure it goes out clean uh, uh, when when I actually do the strumming. It has to, you know, ripple through each chord. So that's the next part of the project. I hope it works well. I hope I can get it working quickly. Because I do have a model in that I do have a model of it of how to do it with the from the guys who made the auto uh, the air harp. Uh, they've gone out of business, which is really too bad. But I talked to them about maybe uh, open sourcing their the code for for the auto harp, the air harp, so that you know. I, I hope they do that. That's as far as I've gotten. Thank you. Sounds good. Thanks, Charles. All right. Next up is Dan. Hi. So as I mentioned, I was on vacation. So I just, I kept up with my email on vacation, but otherwise didn't do any other work. Uh, And now our plan is to get uh, 4.0 out the door. Um, I'm going to work on some of the remaining bugs uh, there's a UART bug, which I'll be working on immediately first. And then, as time permits, I'll start working on uh, other BLE things, probably after 4.0 comes out, after the release candidate. Mm-hmm. Maybe BLE HID, maybe BLE Central, not clear. But uh, whatever seems to be the, gives us the, gives me the, gives us the biggest bang for the buck. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks, Dan. Glad you had a great vacation. All right. Next up is Jerry. Um, yeah, I, I took some time last week to, to play with the uh, particle mesh boards. It wasn't Turkey Python, but it was, was a lot of fun. So it's, you know, the same board has been, been running um, Turkey Python on some of the argons and xenons, but uh, their, their native environment is, is pretty cool and uh, learning some good things with that. Um, and then, um, yeah, there was a question came up on on Discord last week. Somebody brought up about about had tried to push some extra bytes out on the Tiny Laura library, and I uh, was really surprised when they said it, it didn't work. So dug into that a little bit and found luckily it was wasn't a, wasn't too hard to find. So that was able to fix that quickly, and uh, now now we can send nice big packets, <laughs> and they work. Um, and yeah, I played a lot with the BLE and on the cricket that, that Dan made, made working, just continued working with that. And uh, it's it's going well. Looking forward to doing more with that. And um, 
now just started playing with the uh, this new ESP32 SPI library, and it's it's working really well. And uh, I'm slowly converting all my boards over to to use it. So uh, that's it. Next week, uh, more of the same. Sounds great. Thanks for testing everything. Okay. All right, and that sums up hug reports. Uh, thank you, or sorry, sums up status updates. Thank you everybody for letting us know what you're up to. Um, so lastly, we have in the weeds. Um, I haven't seen anybody post any uh, any topics. Um, so I don't know if anyone has anything they didn't post. Ooh, somebody does. That would be Scott. <laughs> um, I was just thinking about, um, I don't think there are any translators in the meeting right now, but I know that some of them listen to this after the fact, and maybe they listen to the end. Uh, but in case they do, and I'll follow up on the issues as well, but if we're trying to get, I think we want to be pretty aggressive and get 4.0 out the door in like two weeks. So if you are a translator, um, we're going to minimize the string churn in the next two weeks. And so if there's any last details on translations, please do that in the next two weeks. Uh, but as uh, as always, we can follow up with a 401, a 402 uh, to fix to fix translations as well. But um, for those of those folks in particular, I think kind of need to need a heads up to say uh, we're going to get it out soon. So um, reach out to me if you have questions. But I think we're going to try to get 4.0 out the door. Uh, we've got a product. I've, I'm going on vacation for a week, and we've got a product launch that we're manufacturing around that time too. So we kind of want to wrap it all up so that we can ship those new things with 4.0, which would be awesome. Yeah, sounds great. All right, thanks. Uh, so that, I think that's all it, all for me. Okay, thanks for letting me know. Mm -hmm. uh, anyone else got anything? Nope. SCWNJ is typing. Can you while we're waiting? Um, is your new uh, your new board for the uh, was it the forty ten the the new? It's the go? it's I, the forty forty. Yeah. So there's a, there is one out there now, isn't there? Or is it a different? Is it a different model? Different model. Ah, okay. I just saw that name. All right. So yeah, that, that it's is... the forty the forty ten is already out. Ah, so this is oh this is the forty forty. All right, mm -hmm. I missed that. Okay, thanks. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, I don't see anybody else with any kind of in the weeds stuff, so let's go ahead and wrap it up. Um, this has been the CircuitPython Weekly for February 11th, 2019. Um, we will post this to YouTube. Uh, so thank you to everyone who participated. Uh, thank you to everyone who's watching later. Um, we appreciate uh, everyone being a part of this, and um, thanks very much.